Welcome to Much More Much Year with Pup Duffy and Kara Lane, an Aunt Imagination production. You guys, let's let's jump right in. Let me right on. Yeah. Happened. We're here to talk about Greywood's plot. Guys, I am here with Josh and Daniel. They are the brilliant creatives behind Greywood's plot, which comes out on digital September 16th. Is it also going to have a DVD or here we hope a VHS release? Oh, I really want the VHS release. Um, I retain the rights to all of the physical media. So I'm in, in talks with some brands that could put it out for us and help us sort of make that happen. Um, but we're actually, I'm actually wanting to do a, our first movie, The Good Exorcist. I want to do a VHS of that. When I wrote that movie, I wrote it with the concept that it was like those old made for TV movies um, that you saw in the nineties on a Sunday afternoon. So I want to do a version where we like actually make it look like someone recorded it off of TV, like the real bootleg from the nineties with commercial breaks and the cussing <laughs> is replaced by like awful dialogue. <laughs> right. Where the, the guy's like, I'm going to kick your applesauce. You exactly. Know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I want to have, have one of my kids do all of the voiceover for it. And <laughs> my God, can you, can, you guys are of the same age. So you, you saying that so many things that were recorded off the TV, like old Disney cartoons that used to play on Sunday nights, you know, and mm-hmm. it was like fast forwarding. Oh, especially like at Christmas time where it was like, Sears or the Coca-Cola Santa commercials and it's like fast forward. Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> gotta go back. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, could you? I'm sorry, go ahead. I was I was the kid who would sit and like knew that I was gonna watch it again. So I would record it and I'd hit like pause when it went to commercial. <laughs> so you just get that like hint of a commercial and then the <laughs> hint of a the end of the commercial or miss like just a couple seconds of the movie when it cut back. <laughs> if you forgot that you were paused and you're like yep. ah! Right. Exactly. Like five minutes, something happened, and it's not on this tape. You'll just have to believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Is it uh, hypothetically or theoretically possible you could have something that looks like a VHS case, but it's a DVD or a Blu-ray? Yeah, definitely. And I think what what my concept was was to do this on. We I, we actually Dan and I bought a box of VHS tapes and or of uh, oh, yeah. cases, and our idea was to take those make the vhs but then inside the vhs you also got like a download link to watch the movie not from not on the vhs or a blu-ray on the inside or whatever as well so we've thought about like ways to make it so it could still be if you can't if you don't have a vcr which most people don't i am one of those people who does um but if it yeah if you don't uh you could still watch it you could still see the vhs cut or the bootleg cut of the movie that would be super cool and as someone who has like a massive box of speaking of Disney, Disney VHS tapes, <laughs> and VR, I mean, it is in storage. I'll give myself that, that it is in storage. But I also have a laser disc player and laser. Nice. Wow. I've oh, never yeah. even seen a laser disc in my life. I missed, <laughs> I missed the laser disc and I'm, I'm sad about that. It's a strange animal. It really is. <laughs> I've seen them. I know of them and what they are, but no one ever had one around us. And so I just, I never, I, I skipped, we skipped right over that. Yeah. I kind of, I had a, gosh, it's been probably 10 years. At one point I had this like wild hair up my ass to, to have some old, like the VCR and the laser disc player and old um, video game consoles. 
And then I was like, well, that was fun for like five minutes. <laughs> and now we have a story. So, yeah. But yeah, they're, they're, they're interesting. They're like really heavy vinyl, like record. Yeah, sure. But yeah, yeah. You could Shaun of the Dead somebody with them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, you think um, around the same time as the release or maybe closer to the end of the year for the I think DVD? I- yeah, we're gonna we're still talking to these the folks that I, I'm kind of interested in working with and seeing what happens. But we really want to get this digital out the door and just get some eyes on the movie on Greywood's plot first, and then from there I'll sort of decide what the, what the plan is. Right. I mean, it's a perfect Christmas gift for mom. So uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly of mom and Greywood's plot. I love start off by saying I love that you did it in black and white I think it gave it that creepier not found footagey but actually like home video yeah feel. Mm-hmm. I I think that maybe that was part of like the idea um but also it's a classic young adult probably too old of a young adult to still be living at home but living at home trying to create content to be a content creator on the not YouTube don't want to do mm-hmm. that Right, <laughs> but also you do it seems like uh the two characters do have an interest in the supernatural an interest in, to, in what they're talking about and a lot of times in real life content creators are just doing it for the buck but mm-hmm. don seems to have this crisis of life where he just he wants to give up and you get a mysterious package we'll say without spoiling anything that leads you into more of an adventure and it also kind of validates y'all's beliefs and your purpose but then it kind of goes horribly wrong (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you guys wrote this together and you've obviously you've worked before together yep we've been working together for pretty much our entire lives we met in kindergarten and started making short films together when we were little kids (laughs) and kept making you know short films as we got older and filming you know ridiculous we we lived during the like jackass era of the early 2000s and that's when we were in high school so of course we were making like skateboarding videos and that was followed by like random videos in our school and anytime we could do an assignment it would be a video assignment um and then i went to school for animation and sort of learned how to animate learned how to tell stories a little bit more and then daniel and i just decided we wanted to start making feature films and got heck we got kind of lucky you know falling ass backwards into making these feature films getting on robert rodriguez's reality show and then um and, and then making graywood's plot and getting it seen by so many people and the the distribution coming through so yeah it's it's we've been working together for a long time wow so you guys are yeah. a couple a little couple little psychopaths running around the kindergarten play <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> we were yeah i have to tell you i don't want to spoil for anybody that hasn't seen it yet but they're as a specific scene, three quarters of the way towards the end of the film, what to me, like watching was like this enjoyable <laughs> creature feature romp that went absolutely disgustingly horrifying. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Wanted to like talk with you guys. I don't, I hate doing spoilers, so I don't do them. And if we accidentally do them, I always edit them out. Obviously, since kindergarten, you guys have been doing this together a long time and developing your craft so have you always been into like horror yeah yeah 
Yeah, I see. I, I totally see what you're saying, because it is it's hard not to spoil. But the truth is, with this movie, we have pretty well spoiled it. And then people sit down to watch it and they forget what it's going to be. Even when I say something like uh, Doug Graywoods is essentially my take on Frankenstein. It's a it's a huge Dr. Frankenstein or Dr. Moreau. Like he yeah. is a mad scientist. That's that was the whole um, impetus of making this movie was I wanted to make Daniel a mad scientist. I just thought that'd be fun. And so for me, you know, I could say that and the audience sits down and they start watching this movie and it is like a romp and it's a little bit fun. And, but Daniel and I love things that shock. I think honestly, it's fun that you're wearing the Simpsons shirt. Cause I really think it comes oh. from watching the Simpsons. We grew up loving the Simpsons and uh, the Simpsons always had this way of like doing the opposite of what the audience was expecting and always keeping you on your toes. And we loved that. And so when we started making this movie, especially we were like, what can we do to shock them? How can the third act be something completely different than what you expected, but then also like doesn't shock you in a way that you're like, these guys, I don't know why this is happening. I, we tried to set up this weird world where we're seeing like animated dreams and an animated hobo like serial killer murderer story uh, or cannibal. And we're seeing, you know, these guys, there obviously are something weird in this woods. So when things do go awry, it's not completely unexpected. But I think what's unexpected almost becomes the emotional connection that you're get, gain, getting with these characters and the way you're seeing like this concept is so stupid on the outside, but you could tell how much we actually cared about these characters and what we had to say. Right, exactly. And it because it, it could come off cheesy, I guess. Or yeah. like a mockumentary <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. But you do. And you get into the woods. And I love that you added the animation to it. Because it was just a, it was a WTF moment. Like, <laughs> yeah. What just happened? <laughs> um, and then I'm glad you said the, uh, Dr. Moreau. Because that is absolutely what I got with those final moments. I was like, oh, sure. my God. Oh my God. And you do, you're watching it and you're like, Oh, they're going to go in the woods. There's going to be a Sasquatch. There's going to be a skinwalker. There's going to be a, a band. <laughs> and once again, humans are the worst monsters. Of the world, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> love that though. Don't we just absolutely love to, to see that every scare, every terror or a thing that you're afraid of is nothing compared to like, our fellow man, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Or, or I think one of the big things that we are, at least I was, you know, attempting to kind of say with this is sometimes it's ourselves and our own, you know, fear of our future and who we are and trying to find ourselves. And it, it can almost as much as, you know, the, I don't want to like poo poo that concept. There is an element of like you, sometimes you have to like break yourself down to build yourself up or find who you are. And so I kind of took a negative turn on that concept, but then had we, I wanted to have fun with it and show, you know, how, how that push towards fame, that push towards, you know, the thing that, you know, is tearing you apart can sometimes, you know, I, I don't want to not to spoil too much, but turn you into something you don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> right. And there's so many things in, in the film that are relatable. Um, and I was like making notes when he, when Dom looks at the subscribers and he's yeah. just like, no, I don't live with my mom, but I understand the, the frustration of like feeling or Dom's fr frustration of feeling like, am I ever gonna make it? Am I ever gonna be anything mm -hmm. other than what I am right 
now, right? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people relate to that frustration. And I, for some reason, I don't know, guys, I, for some reason, thought that Dom was not going to be in the movie very long because you kind of led us to believe that. Yeah. <laughs> you did this, you did this thing, again, no spoilers, but you did this thing where you wiped it on your on your bathrobe or on your arm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, it was like, it was like, <laughs> because yes, right? It's like this guy, he's had it. He's done. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm out. And then he's like, gross. Yeah, weirdly (laughs) hanging on, weirdly (laughs) hanging on to things. And, uh, you know, that was a big, a big part of this was I relate to that, too. I mean, Daniel and I have been doing this stuff for forever, making movies. We played in bands earlier for audience of of our mom and dad and for (laughs) people, you know, like we've been through it all. And I feel like what, you know, it's very relatable, especially because we see, and the reason why I went with the YouTube thing, the biggest thing was because YouTube, we're seeing these people with millions and millions of views. And it's so hard to wrap your head around, like, why am I not getting there? Daniel and I have felt that so many times. And we really wanted to relate to that person who is there because there are so many of us who are even talking to some very famous directors and really awesome people who I look up to and then hearing them say like you don't even know how hard it is for me to get funding for my next movie and I'm just like oh my god it's it isn't what you always see it's not always that and so I really wanted to to hit that but I do love that you brought up the the wiping the gun because every screening we've had there's like one person in the audience who like laughs out loud at that (laughs) that shot and I can always tell who like my people are when they laugh at that because it is such a dark joke but it's it gets me (laughs) i thought it was i thought it was awesome but you're right about like when you think i'm trying to think of a director that's not huge not spielberg i mean i'd say gun he's big he started small but big so if you're if you were to have a conversation with him and he's like oh god i'm having a hell of a time getting funding it's like oh my god they're not throwing money at you they're not going to give me anything you right know? E- exactly that's how it's been with when i talk to like or when i listen to like don coscarelli who made phantasm and some of my favorite movies bubba hotep he's like an amazing oh. like b movie director just awesome and then you hear him talk about how difficult it is to get his movies funded it really like it, yeah. it puts me in my place a little bit and makes me like it actually inspires me. It makes me go, OK, if you just got to keep going, like all of these guys got to keep going, every filmmaker, every artist out there, it's, it doesn't come easy to anyone. And the second you stop working, I, I, I guarantee even Spielberg would say like, oh, man, I was dealing with this thing last week and I thought I was done, you know, so I I'm. I definitely that definitely was a piece of this movie that we were trying to say, um, you know, and, and Miles has this great Keith Radicals character has this great element of like not really caring that much. And I really liked writing for that character because there is a piece of me that wants to just be that I want to just play video games and stay with be with my family and not do the art. Um, and I, I kind of, you know. I kind of make a statement in the movie about that too and and where he wants to go. So Right. No, I I get that totally and it's it's funny that you said, "Oh, Miles, he he is just like, I'm so sick of you talking about. Can we talk about <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the opportunity when he's like, uh, fuck, I don't know." So <laughs> right. <laughs> I love not to go off on a major tangent. I love I absolutely love Baba Hotep. My name is oh, yeah. Bruce. 
uh, Alien Apocalypse, The Man with the Screaming Brain, all oh, of yeah. that. Oh, that's yeah. And trauma, Tromeo and Juliet, you know, Fox, uh, Toxic Avenger. If it's stupid but gross and scary, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, D- Daniel, are you wearing a Toxic Avenger shirt right now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm wearing the. <laughs> to what you said and uh, dan i feel like we're ignoring you but so you no, can no, not at all uh, josh <laughs> guys were in bands what kind of bands like rock bands punk rock yeah yeah oh yeah yeah we've had like a few punk rock <laughs> iterations we've done the whole empty bar circuit like in the lower midwest so <laughs> yeah and you know and, and we did do you know youtube came out when we were like out of high school, out of college. And we, you know, did some like comedy sketches and stuff like that, you know, cause that was a thing at the time. And those, you know, played to like 30 people, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. still, but still probably live on somewhere and some database. So, you know, yeah, we, we definitely relate to that struggle. And um, that was definitely a big like impetus for the film. And yeah, like you said, we 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 can relate (laughs) it's also not poking fun it's all it's definitely like i don't know what the word is but you're you're poking it you're like yeah look at this not is going on because you're right you'll see youtube channels that have the stupidest crap on it and you're they've got millions and you're going for this for this (laughs) it's like okay you know what we have to be so careful too with with youtube and social media because people have hundred thousand you know a million followers or subscribers and what they're putting out is like negative right yeah sure yeah 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 and no, we more like supernatural um six-part series of the the banshee kind of thing <laughs> more entertainment and less you know, negativity yeah no we yeah we we definitely relate to that uh but yeah no we we absolutely relate to all of that and like yeah um we definitely wanted to poke at it but also like you know be serious i mean that's kind of our favorite type of film uh and it's like the simpsons you know it's like we like to have fun with it but we also we're building a world that treats everything serious within that world and then you kind of get to look at it through that microscope or through that lens and laugh with it and at it and you know kind of do both but we definitely are always sort of aware of like the reality within the film you know and those characters are never you know dom's never like winking and nodding at you necessarily but you know we get as close as we can without feeling like you're getting removed you know we want people to stay immersed in the film but also you know take something away from it for sure right and dom's character he does come across as earnest Oh, well, yeah. maybe a little too earnest. <laughs> <laughs> He's a definite, definite believer. And your character, uh, Daniel, I heard mm-hmm. a rumor that you get a you get a pet in this film. Is that true? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the end, I've always wanted a pet, and uh, yeah, I've heard that dogs are a man's best friend. So <laughs> true. Yeah, true with Greywood's plot. So yeah. what what is up next for you guys? Um, I am working on editing a third, my, our third like no budget indie feature called Scumbag. I shot it uh, literally by myself during the pandemic in my basement. My wife allowed me to turn my basement into a dun- or like a like a bunker, and so my 
uh, it's all about a guy in a gas mask who's trying to survive the apocalypse. And I actually wrote it before um, quarantine happened, like well before quarantine happened. And I had sent it to Daniel, sent the script to Daniel. And he said, I was like, I'm going to do this movie myself because uh, I, I, we were on Rebel without a crew. But the reality was I had a crew. I had Daniel. I had the rest of the cast. They all helped out. There was there was a crew. So I'm like, I want to do this experiment and try to make something literally by myself. And uh, Dan read the script and he was like, no, nah, don't do it, man. Let's work on it together. So we went out to dinner. We talked about it and started like figuring out how we were going to shoot this movie, how we were going to fund it and everything. And then uh, COVID hit and everything went into lockdown. And, and basically, we just decided like I should just film it. So I did. Um, so I'm editing that right now, and that should be out hopefully around the end of the year. We'll start hitting film festivals and stuff like that. And then I just finished the first draft of our first slasher movie. We want to do a sort of weird take on slashers. Uh, it's called Band-Aid Face. And right now it'll probably change. We we call it Band-Aid Face, title subject to change because Band-Aid is like a trademark name. So but the the lead are like Freddy Krueger or our Jason Voorhees is called Band-Aid Face. So Band-Aid Face, Daniel has the script now and he's going to take it and tweak it and write some fun stuff into it. And hopefully we'll be filming that in February. A lot of fun. And I love that you filmed basically all by yourself in a basement because Classic Dom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> same basement. <laughs> I mean, so a lot of that comes. Yeah, same basement. Literally that same uh, wood paneled room. Uh, yeah. That And so and that was and that actually was kind of why I wanted to do scumbag like that is because I had gotten so into the Dom character and thought about it. I'm like, what should he be doing? Like what would be actually productive with his time if he's by himself and has nothing else to do. And then I just happened to fall into, you know, the quarantining it's an, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm excited about it. Well, you know, and you don't have to worry about, you know, a bunch of people memorizing their lines because it's, it's, you. <laughs> yeah, just me. Uh, yeah. Which maybe that might have been for better or worse, but because <laughs> I am definitely not an actor, and so being a director by myself, trying to direct someone who is not an actor, but there's no one else around, is a challenge. But I, I, I think I pulled it off and have some moments I'm pretty proud of. So I'm excited to get it out there to people. But I, I, I can't wait to get behind the camera with someone like dan in front of it again <laughs> if you don't like uh the script if you don't like your lines you have to take it up with the director but oops that's you too so yeah exactly <laughs> that's why i i, I exactly. the benefit of the gas mask i had written the gas mask <laughs> as, a, as a plot point but the benefit is that i don't any line i screwed up or anything i did adr and do it later Oh gosh, I was going to say with the gas mask though, uh, did you have like claustrophobia with that? Um, not really claustrophobia, but the the lenses would fog up, and when I'm trying to see a monitor and direct myself, and those fogging up. But you know, we had already we already had so many challenges with Greywood's plot, and like me trying to direct on a spoiler alert surgical table, you know, with blood you know, coagulating from the freezing cold in my contacts. And I couldn't see anything from that and having to try to direct while I'm acting and have, you know, try to tell Dan and Strauss what we need done. It's uh, I'm, I'm used to the challenge. and I kind of like the challenge. I think once it gets easy, it might even lose a little bit of the fun that goes into it, but I'm, I, I might be okay with it as well. <laughs> Dan, are you doing anything special in your basement? Uh, no, not at the moment. Uh, I'm down here now, but that's this is just for just for interviewing. 
<laughs> no, oh. no crazy films. Uh, <laughs> that we know of. That we know of. Yeah, yeah. Nothing I'm I'm ready to announce yet. That's for sure. <laughs> to be to be announced at a later date. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, come back to the show when you have you know more basic. <laughs> <Yeah. problems. laughs> Can do. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Greywood's plot is coming digital at nine sixteen on yeah. Amazon Prime. All all basic platforms. Yeah, yep. I think Amazon Prime, Vudu, uh, iTunes, all of the the fun places where you can rent, buy movies, and check it out. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, you guys have a wonderful evening. Thank you. You, you too. too. Thanks for having us. Thanks.